Sean towers above me, his toned body backlit by the chandelier hanging overhead. If he'd said anything else, I would have thought he was an angel in that moment. Repeating the phrase, he kneels down and whispers, You shouldn't have come. There's not a drop of strength left in my body. I can't fathom why Sean answered the door in the first place. Where's Jeeves or whatever they call him? He's Constance's right arm. That guy was supposed to take me to the craziest pharaoh of them all. That would have worked. I had to choose a side, and it's clear I didn't pick Sean. Even so, Sean moves closer, trailing his fingers along my temple and smearing through the blood staining my skin. Those blue eyes pin me in place. I can't move or speak. I can't tell him why I'm here or what I intended to do, although I suspect that he already knows. Those luscious lips of his are smooth, and his jaw isn't locked tight. I must be delirious. Why isn't he mad? He whispers again. Why do you do this to me? It's like you decided to make my life a living hell from day one. That's rich. I made his life hell? Are we talking proximity or prostitution? Because I sure as hell never thought I'd be this close to a pharaoh or spread my legs for one ever again. I'm taunting him, pressing buttons that will set him off. I can't help it. My defenses are up. Sean makes a deep sound in the back of his throat and cocks his head to the side. Irony. Ain't that the truth? Stop speaking like a hillbilly. You know how lusty that makes me. Sean's lips twitch as if he's trying not to laugh. He should be mad, but he's not. I don't get it. Holding up a finger, I wave it between us and then press it to his nose. Those cobalt eyes remain locked on mine, ignoring my touch. Boop. Oh, God. Was this your plan? To come to the mansion and boop my mother on the nose? He laughs, amused for real. Sean shakes his head, like I'm a pathologically needy black hole. I suck everyone and everything into my mess of a life if they get too close. Sean's been sitting on the edge, carefully balancing himself. Until now. His demeanor shifts as he scoops me up into his arms. Where are we going? I thought this was his bedroom. Sean's hand covers my lips, silencing me. Shh. I don't want them to hear you. With that, Sean turns on his heel and retreats, taking me from this room and carries me into a darkened hallway. My eyelids feel like lead, and I can't help it. They droop as my cheek falls against his chest. I finally ask, You're not mad? Sean is quiet and then smiles. No. I came to your mother instead of you. You know what that means, right? I should probably shut up now, but I can't. He nods once carefully as he pads down hall after hall. We pass no one, which is odd. No maids, no servants of any kind. Sean sucks in air and glances down at me. I did the same thing, thinking it would save you. I can only imagine what you thought the Ice Queen could do. Mother has a way of over-promising and under-delivering. For example, she promised me a particular name the night of Tristan's concert. 
and I promised her something in return. His voice trails off as we come to a set of massive wooden doors. They tower above us, and each panel is carved intricately and laced with iron. There's iron lattice work, scrolls, and twisting decorative bars. I reach out, sliding the pads of my fingers over a piece of metal. Was this on purpose? All the iron? An old lady told me that ferro means iron in Italian. Sean smiles. I'm not certain. Mother didn't elaborate whether it was a preference for the old world style or family pride. Either way, I'm glad you like it, because my rooms are nothing but wood and iron. My heart turns to ice and drops to my toes. Your rooms? Sean nods, sensing my reaction. He tightens his hold on me and repeats those words once more. You shouldn't have come.